this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Bills Episode number Episode 128 That will be one of the last times But probably not the last time but one of the last times you hear that Chrome Bills theme that was recorded in either 2011 or 2012. I was spitting a verse that I didn't rehearse. <laughs> We're going to move on with a little back and forth. A little rock and rock. A little tech and steel. A little ghost and ray. This time it's season K Chrome. A little Donald the Donald Jr. <laughs> It, there's a first time. There's always a first time for your little, last time. Uh, What is that? Dude. Lion Ted and Cheating <laughs> Hillary. <Right. laughs> it's the next dynamic duo in rap. Let's see how this, exactly how this selection got one. Little little uh, Marco, right? Little Marco. Just come up, just come up with a stupid name. Right. Not uh, even that clever either. Uh, oh, shout can't. out to shout out to Sizzleneck, but he sent me something and he said, "Have you guys ever used smoke and mirrors as a combo for different styles?" I feel like we have. But yes. it's old enough that I had to bring it back. Right. Smoking Mirrors. Sure, yeah. Solid. With the new EP coming out, Slight of Hand. Fantastic duo. <laughs> Steve's on the wheels tonight. He's got the real wheels. Yeah, dude, we should take a picture of this. It's, when, you, when you get older, you just want a DJ sitting down. <laughs> oh, I, that's what I'm really excited about, <laughs> just sitting down. The funniest thing is I, I'm going to take a picture of it, but I need you to keep talking while I do it. Yeah, there we go. I got a good one. Get that Redskins logo right in the uh, the picture there. How Super, could you? Super Bowl. Yeah. SB Bound, right? Terrell Pryor. Oh, easy Pro Bowler. I mean, come on. Ten and six, right? Every year. E easy. Easy. So we did side. We did decide. It's one twenty-eight. Okay. Chrome Bills back up in the house. So it was a three-week hiatus. Three weeks on the last one. You know, we call it, it's the dog days of summer. Came True. up with that term. True. There's a lot of vacations going around. I'm traveling uh, Monday, and we always post the eps on Monday. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be out of town. So just as an FYI, I'm going to need one of you guys to upload it. In the, right. If you read between the lines, the connotation was, Steve, I'm going to need you to upload this. Right? So, Cole, I got to give it to Cole. He's a go-getter. He did it. He he's did like, it. He did all he's all like, yo, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just give me the instructions and I'll upload it. <laughs> and have you ever just like waited for the other person to reply? Like, yeah, I was that's there. kind of where We've I'm all at. been on that group text. And I was like, yo, Steve, you going to jump in here? Or am I? And then I decided, I actually wrote it down as show prep. I was like, <laughs> talk about this on the air. Cole, I don't think. Yeah. Was, was it like, ready like if, for a four year, if a four-year-old was like on a plane and you're like, the pilot's incapacitated, he's like, I'll fly the plane. Everybody's like, oh, but no, but oh. I just picture me being like, open the computer, like the Word file, like the actual program data file. 
It's right. going to have brackets and all sorts of HTML. And they're just going to need to go in and poke in and rename the that. episode. And I'm picturing at that point every single Chrome Bills episode leaving <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> just my one or two quick keystrokes. Guys, I think I did it right. I'm going to seize this life. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, I always, I'll always offer to do what I can. And I'm glad that you're here to tell me what I can't do. It's important. Do you guys respond to every email or text that you get? I used to. Okay. I respond to every group text I get by leaving it. Smart move. <laughs> uh, like, all right. So, what what constitutes an email you don't respond to besides spam? You should start responding only to spam emails. <laughs> Tell me more about your product. I think Steve and I both have the type of jobs where I get like hundreds of emails a day. So yeah. sometimes I just chuckle. I'm like, you're not not getting that one back. Chuck's chuckling. I'm pretty good about the work emails. If it's it's somebody asking me a specific question, I will get back to them. Well, my favorite are the, in our business, is the out of scope. So they'll be like, yeah, we just need you guys to do plans, and then like we'll handle it during construction. And then six months later, it's like a photo. Like, you guys need to get out here. Like... What should we do? There's an unforeseen field condition. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you right. did. You I don't remember got, that. You, you never got a response on that I'm one. I'm going to send you a screenshot of when you guys crossed out $25,000 of the fee. All right. So if you don't respond to that, what happens? It just keeps coming. You, that's why you rock the conversation view, because right. then it just looks like one email you're ignoring. Right. 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 <laughs> Let me thread that. I'm a, that. Yo, that's a great one. I'm a thread that. I'm a thread that. Yo. App title? Great. Early app title. I got another one I kind of like. All right. You said dog days of summer. How about different styles? Uh, meteorological group. Cat nights of winter. <laughs> I like it. I thought you were going send dogs days of summer. God, I like that a little bit better. Send dogs of summer. Yeah, why is in the middle of August? Why isn't send dog a weatherman right now? I feel like <laughs> oh, that wow. shit would be amazing. <laughs> it's sunny outside. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sunny outside. Yo, it's it's way too hot outside. You know what that means? I'm we ain't going it. out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> Coming in from the cold <laughs> for all in. you molds. <laughs> Coming in from the cold. Mm. Mm-hmm. You guys bumped anything new that came out this week? Mm. I saw the Sean Price dropped. I haven't checked it yet. I did not. I didn't check out Sean P either. Uh, we haven't had him on here, but I feel like uh, he's Sean Price. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think we'll be having him on, unfortunately. Uh, Christoph Crane, who was a guy I met through Idea. Uh, Christoph Crane has a new album called Kairos Part One. It's amazing. I mean, it's definitely more towards the freestyle fellowship spectrum of uh, rap music. So, you know, I don't know how much of our audience is familiar with that style of stuff, but I definitely recommend listening to it because I'll tell you, man, there's not many MCs that are able to pull off what he does while rapping, if that makes any sense. Pull off what he does while rapping. Okay. Yeah. Please, please elaborate. For the fans. So. I mean, he's like the the book I w- I've gone on and on about. Mm, uh, mm. And I, I noticed this uh, the last couple episodes I listened to Ishmael. Um, <laughs> Wait, he what? Ta- <laughs> but I've never heard of this book. <laughs> right. I mean, I worked at a bar for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> My back? <laughs> right. <laughs> Some of the issues that are discussed in that book, you know, like it's not it's not typically what you would hear in rap music. It does, and I don't think rap music is so close ended that you're not allowed to bring it up. It's just not something 
traditionally brought up and it's more of an exploration of what's going on inside of humanity as a whole and chris delves into that and does a very thorough job of of looking into it but at the same time in the same way that like another thing i don't know if i've talked about a book of human language Mm. even if you're not particularly into that heady style rap like that dude can rap his ass off and he'll give you different cadences all kinds of different stuff like that chris is the same way like just from an mc standpoint the patterns his delivery his breath control he'll do some kendrick lamar stuff where like every four bars he's giving you a different completely different uh angle of attack that kind of stuff so i highly recommend it it's worth a listen i just added it on the old spotify there you go looking forward to hearing that man fractions of a penny going over to him that's how I roll. Shout, well, actually, speaking of Spotify, yeah. I saw that this is this is a fabricated segue into older material, and it was the 20 year anniversary. And God, this makes me feel fucking old. 20 year anniversary of Atmosphere Overcast. Wow, friend of the show. Wow, we've had Slug on who two times you? or three times. Two times. Who are you, Cole? When you go back, I. I saw you post something about it, and actually, you you triggered on the song that I really really enjoy, which is the "I'm Sparked, Waiting for the Dark to Hit." What's the name of that track? Um, shit, <laughs> I love it so much. I can't. I actually looked it up the day that I because I wanted to make sure I had the lyrics right. It's not. Uh, I just remember the line. He's like, "I chop you and your wheat crew into beef stew, serve you with seafood. You can't fake my vision because you're see through." Sound oh, yeah, is vibration. Sound is vibration. It's such right. a great track. I'll never forget the first time I heard it, Chuck. I think this it actually might might have been this dude show that we met. It was uh, Daniel up at uh, Independent Thought. Up uh, right around the same area. I think we met at an MC battle and then uh, went on the show after, or they were all in the same like two-month window, though. No, we. it's funny because we'd met that night at the radio station when you were with Sir Jinx, a.k.a. Sean. Oh, yeah. We, were off, we freestyled. And then late, I think – Wait, how met, is Sean Sir Jinx? <laughs> It's a, oh, I'm sorry, this. not Sir Jinx. What was his name? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Sir Jinx. DJ Pooh, I'm sorry. No, he was, all right, so he had a crew. It was called Certain Circumstance. I was Cerebral, and he was. Oh, Cerebral. He, he had, it was Sir, it was not Sir Jinx. I like Sir Jinx, though. I think for, from now on, it's going to be Sir Jinx. Definitely so I'm going to have to ask him what it was. <laughs> Sean yeah, had he, bars, for the record. I'll always yeah. go with Sean had bars. He at the at the very beginning stages, he was nicer writing than me. I was kind of I, I saw sort of what he was emulating, and I was like, "Oh, that's the fucking Eureka moment." And that's my friend for life. I love that dude. So right. shout out to him. But yeah, so did we? We meet. We met up freestyling there, and then I I remember the battle, like the battle, which we probably talked about on the show before. You know, may, yes, I, maybe maybe I have it wrong. I thought by the time we battled, we had interacted once already. And we kind of like, I, I mean, I knew who you were as somebody to not take lightly. Um, that was a perfect segue. Right. <laughs> not take lightly. Brown, 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 brown. It felt like a love moment. <laughs> it's like, yo, I think this dude might have left his wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> so uh, I, but so Daniel, uh, I forget his last name, but it, the show was Independent Thought. Anyway, I remember uh, kicking it with him. And he threw on Overcast, and I'm sparked, waiting for the dark to hit. I like, I'll never forget the first, you know, four bars of that song. I was immediately, I was like, I will always check for this stuff. I've had that happen with Quell, a couple other people, but that was the first time that it happened with uh, with rap stuff. I mean, it's crazy. I'd already been rhyming for five years before I first heard that record. Wow, you know, I mean, I spent the last 
if I've if I've rhymed total twenty five years, I spent the last twenty years copying it. So it's pretty. I wonder what I was doing before that. It was a you know, it's an album that I definitely like. I still listen to Atmosphere stuff, uh, you know, in shuffle playlists and things like that. But for whatever reason, even the shuffle playlists are pulling you know the more recent releases or like going back as far as God Loves Ugly or something like that. Uh, I really hadn't listened to Overcast in obviously not 20 years i mean i think i got put up on it like in 2002 so it was 15 years uh but it been let's say it was five years let's say it's five years since i heard a single thing i think style wise like slug is just one of the most creative mcs on that album but the thing that i kept going back to as i listened to it is like what happened to spawn <laughs> right <laughs> like he was clearly getting outshined on the record but we have like beaten into death this idea right. on this podcast about duos like the artifacts or you know there's just a bunch of duos that have like a heavier member like the the guy that's carrying the weight right what was the group the pharaoh was in i'm drawing a blank right now organized, <laughs> organized confusion organized confusion that one that's the one i was looking for not everything can be smith and wesson where it's like right hard to really differentiate or can't blow you know are, there are these duos that are very one-sided but like what happened to Spawn? When Spawn sees that it's a twenty year anniversary of Overcast, is he seeing that post and thinking, Damn man, I used to rap. Right. Uh, you know, it's interesting. And the reissue, so the I don't know exactly the right starting point for this. Steve, I guess you'll be a good barometer. Steve, you know right. what the headshots tapes were, right? Yes. All right, so the seventh one of those was actually uh, for all intents and purposes, the follow-up album, The Overcast, and it came out as a cassette. But the reissue of it years later as a CD, Slug addresses in the liner notes uh, kind of what was happening with Spawn. He doesn't get into specifics of it, but he's like, you know, we were both being stubborn uh, adults. And, you know, like, since we've sort of worked our way around it. Well, the mic is off. The mic is hot. It's because I had to cut one, and it was <laughs> it was nice. Wow. <laughs> Um, like this conversation's got me a little <laughs> excited, <laughs> and, look, and then and Spawn's <laughs> he cut the mic off to fart. <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't like a passive joint, you know what I mean? It was like the fourth host, the ghost of the fourth host. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's my boy Poopy Armstrong here. <laughs> uh, <pooped> stretched, <laughs> stretched Armstrong. <laughs> But yeah, a very interesting thing. Uh, it's 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 interesting to see how the history of Cruz, you know, like the the whole Jimmy Iovine uh, Defiant One series was sort of about the development, the addition, the subtraction of members, and how all that goes. I'd hope I'd like one day to get like the actual story. What do you think he feels looking back on the career that they had? I mean, I don't. The interesting thing, just as a fan, I'm speaking totally as a fan, not as a chrome bills journalist but as a fan like i'm not sure that spawn necessarily fit into what became the trajectory of atmosphere right and i don't mean that as a disparaging way to him as an mc like i'm just not sure there's a lot like the the sort of like the the things i love about going back and listening to overcast is the songs like multiples like this goes to those right this, this was about like some five elements of hip-hop shit and then i think that the seven tape is Honestly, one of my favorite releases that they ever had because it's just true, true lyricism, like in the gut of <clears throat> no one knowing who you are and just putting everything out there. But it was still in the 
the era where everyone was like copywriting cannabis and like you had to be sharp you had to be witty with the punchlines like this shit wasn't necessarily uh entirely sculpted and entirely thought off it was about bars or thought out and then you go to lucy ford and like lucy ford is the hard right turn like oh shit we almost missed the exit right that's the next race yeah right where it's like oh shit no we're gonna do something completely different and i think that that is the that's the record that then sets the trajectory i almost could see spawn on the seven tape i can't see him like i see him on the seven tape maybe not being able to quite keep up with slug because he was so sharp at that point uh but by lucy ford i'm like i'm not sure this dude would have would have fit well in the group uh the interesting thing to me about that vantage point is i feel like at that time atmosphere was part of rhyme sayers and not necessarily the flagship group yet but what became clear was i don't think a song like abusing of the rib was going to happen if spawn was still around like if they were trying to split the pie two ways i think that abusing of the rib was sort of the them putting the blinker on if you will before getting off the exit to let them to lucy ford and i think that the other thing that's interesting is, you know, when I'll tell people now, I'm like, oh, you should check out Atmosphere. And then when people get into them, they're like, how are these guys this big with really no pub? I don't think a lot of people could do what Slug did. I mean, Ant wasn't touring with them with him early on. And I think going around the country like four times a year for like a decade to the point where like they can do it once or twice now, that without major label push, I don't know that everybody's built for that or, or wants to do it. And I could see, you know, I have no idea if this is actually the case, but I could see. It's funny. I always thought on the Atmosphere song uh, on Strictly, was it Strictly Leakage? Or Strictly for Leaks? What was the free release that they had? Strictly Leakage might not be the right. <laughs> that's actually correct. That's not it. Okay. Uh, but on the, he's like, uh, on the last song, uh, Strictly. Road to the Riches, where he's like, they got jobs in the family. They just couldn't handle it. I always felt like. You know, some people would say, mm. uh, you know, I don't want to go out on the road. I, I have a job that I, I this is a sure thing and I don't want to risk, you know, my future for this. Or like, you know, I've so, got a family now that I need to be around for. So I'm glad you say this because I actually think there's two comparisons I want to make between the same groups. So I think that the Roots are like a mainstream version of Atmosphere where their main pub came from touring. The Roots had a little bit more pub behind them. They were putting out... Uh, records by uh, more major distribution groups at that same time period uh, but the roots were doing a different angle where they were like hitting festivals and they were going out and, and opening up for you know whether it was rage against the machine or just like just getting out there right like what, what you think of now where like the roots are like opening up for dave Chappelle. you know it's like they they were doing this thing where like anywhere we can go put us on we'll open the first time i ever saw the roots they were open up for tribe called quest uh I think they were they were putting in the work and knowing that if people see us live they will like this now the reason why people like the roots is because they were a live band it was super interesting you know the reason why people like seeing atmosphere live was they were traveling with abilities and slug was ridiculous on the mic and maybe it was a more like a hundred person crowd instead of a thousand person crowd but i think you can draw like a lot of parables in terms of just like making things happen on the road Malik B is basically the spawn of the roots. Wow. Wow. It's a good pull. Right? And he didn't want to tour. That was the main thing. They never it was never a question of him 
wanting to be on the records. It was a question of them making the records on the road. And at what level are we going to like continue to send you stuff and you're not going to be there and then you're not going to have a verse? Malik B was on three albums though, right? Like, uh, definitely, in terms of the comparison, definitely way more albums. I think he goes up through Things Fall Apart. Things Fall Would apart. that be the last record? Yeah. So, so he's got he's on organics. He's on organics at the time in organics. He's more of a collabo. Like I feel like because yep. yep. they have they have crumbs. They have a couple other people that are jumping in. So he's Agree. but definitely. Do you want more old of Half Life? Yep. And then and, things fall apart. And things fall apart. He's like a so it's a two person group. Did Spawn have any? Did he have memorable verses? Like, do you go back and say, all right, he he got that one? No, compared okay. to Slug, no. Yeah. But it's the, no. the ironic thing is the but one even compared to Malik B, because I think Malik B does have that. Like right. he is, Malik B does have that, yeah. It's not a it's not a Andre Big Boy thing where you can almost start like going song by song and finding the yeah. you know maybe Big Boy's nicer on forty nine percent of the tracks. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not that. Uh, but there were certainly times that he was nicer. So to that point too, the one verse I'll always remember from Spawn is. The uh, 1597, the first track on Overcast, where it, Slug just goes ham for like 90 bars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Spawn, Spawn comes in and they start, they just fade the song out like two bars into the verse. Oh, oh. And when it was one of those things, I was like, Yo, how, how is he listening to the mix before the master of that and signing off on it? I just be like, just take me up all together. Yeah. What are you doing? Who knows? Chuck, that's a great pull. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where I wonder if Black Thought sort of ever at one point was like, you know, we don't have two drummers. You know, we need to have one one of each of what's happening here, at mm. least as the as the primary, as the, the touchstone or the keystone for this. It's good to have guests and stuff like that. But I, I will say this, too, like the when sort of the uh, the crux of are you going to be in or are not going to be in happened so much later with the roots is that black thought i remember seeing them tour and he would do the malik b verses mm. right like if they were gonna do fucking clones right and dust dice raw was there he's gonna do actually black thought was the king of doing this song could have like four people on it and he'd <laughs> right, do he's all doing of them all, yeah i think i saw a thing where like he, he was Wu-Tang. on he did uh, Jimmy yeah the wu-tang thing Wu-Tang. they didn't protect your neck he did them all. Then, like his verse and then i think he might have done like one other verse <laughs> black thought did the rest yeah but he's He's the man. Not everyone can be Black Thought. Classic. Classic shit. Classic. Uh, Mogul, you want to talk about that? Definitely. I do. Have we talked about it at all in the podcast? I don't think so. Okay. So If we did, it was deep in 127. It could have been deep in 127. So you guys know that that's Combat Jack from the Combat Jack show. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know that until I heard four episodes. Okay. Reggie Osei. Reggie Osei. I think it's great. I actually said I thought it was Defiant Ones meets Serial when I tried to pitch it to people. Because I don't think it's like quite. I don't think it quite fits the mold of either one. But if you just if you had to give the elevator pitch and you want someone to check it, that's right. what I was saying. Right. There's just enough mystery around the death that you're like, okay, there, there's some conspiracy theory element to this beyond the guy's interesting life story. Like, that's what you need. You need to have the interesting story and then you need to have some sort of hint of foul play or something, even if it's not there, to keep you fully engrossed. 
and I think that the, the to echo that point is that even someone in his status committing suicide is you know interesting enough of like why right right because there isn't a there isn't a clear cut this isn't a situation of like you know the these like CTE football player like guy kills you know or wrestler guy kills family immediately kills himself and you're like why did he do it it's like okay I think we can I think we can like connect all the dots on there yeah like you can connect all the dots I think in that one even him killing himself and them unearthing facts that were not known Mm-hmm. That I thought, uh, I thought the Chris Lighty story. One of the things that was very indicative of hip hop culture to me when listening to it is the none of his friends knew the whole story. Like, okay. I think that starts to dig at a very interesting part of hip hop culture of like therapy and people keeping things to themselves, and like the the D Nice interview on either the last episode or second to last interview. Yeah, uh, like comes to mind, right? Where it's like, uh, is everything okay? Are, are you, is everything okay? And finally, like to one of his friends from growing up, he's like, "No, not no." Hit me up. Not no. We should talk. Just no. Frozen. Well, I was trying to think of a joke, and then I was like, "I'm not. I can't do this." Yeah, that not the right time. Not the right time for a joke. Um, I did want to say I thought it was interesting that Combat Jack was so. Uh, taken aback by the fact that the dude beat his wife after he got his crew's name violator by stealing other people's women like they were a fucking candy bar so see i you said that actually on a group text and i'm glad that we're having the conversation now on the podcast and then i I don't i don't think those are like mutually inclusive ideas those are (laughs) those are exclusive ideas yeah i don't think one leads to the other like oh this guy's a violator yeah, this guy's stealing other people's well, women. Well, no, I think it was in episode Vers- one or that's, two. That's very different than beating his own woman. I think that those are like two completely different. Ideas. I think it, it it exhibits a view of women. Okay. And then under that umbrella of women are objects and status symbols. No, nah, but I think if you steal a girl's woman, well, if you steal a guy's woman or a girl's woman, depending <laughs> hey, on how good for you. If you're still a guy's woman, the only, the only fuck you in that move is to the guy, right? It's not, it's not necessarily disrespect to her, especially in that scene. Like I'm picturing the club scene where someone's just like, "Hey, girl, come with me." You know, uh, all these narratives, more drinks. All these narratives don't unravel into like, and then they had been dating for ten years. You know, it's like uh, I'll get you more drinks and then cave your face in. Well, so I to your point, like they were sitting there. And going after these dudes, women, but then they were prepared for the repercussions, right? He t- he tells the story of them essentially being a huge crew, whatever, twenty deep, stealing girls, women, and then being ready for. You said what it a- too, right? D- did I say the so same? <laughs> girls, God damn it! Oh, there were the badass lesbians up at the club back in the uh, early eighties. I'm fucking Chris Lighty up. Stealing this girl's woman, man. Right. I'm Christy Lighty. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> I, you know, I, man, I don't know. I, it, it's an interesting uh, case. Who do you think did it? Ultimately, is. But do you think that there's a big? You really think there's a big connection between those two? Between, uh, yes, I think if you, it's it's always stood out to me, and this sort of will go in a different direction. But like, you know, the idea that uh, you'll go to like a, a big college uh, basketball game or something, 
and jump around comes on and it gets to the part where Everlast is like, if your girl steps up, I'm smacking the hoe in 2017. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's, you, you know, I, I still can't believe that that gets due and it probably wouldn't happen if it was Wiz Khalifa. Like it took white people a long time to figure out what Superman at home and, and then they weren't having it. You know what I mean? So that's a different conversation, but I've always felt like, like with Everlast thing or like anybody like that time period of hip hop was like, we're not respecting anyone, you know, like I will smack a woman like if she's getting mouthy. Mm. I do feel like that if you view, you know, if you view women as like uh, lesser than you or something to be possessed, I don't think it's I don't think, every, you know, obviously it's not a direct line always, but I think it's it's on the table that you might that they might beat somebody. I don't know if it's like, you know, 10 percent, 90 percent. But like if I'd heard that, like you, when when he said it, I was like, all right, like, I'm not I'm not shocked. Why, why are you? What are you talking about? The guy cheats rampantly on his wife. I mean, how much regard? I guess that's what it, it what it comes down to for me. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead. You know what I mean? But like his patterns of behavior towards women, uh, even his wife, it, it didn't seem like he held her in the highest regard. I don't remember the parts about him cheating on her, and I think that that kind of, if that's if that's true, that aligns more with what you're saying yeah, than yeah. saying back in the day this dude was stealing like what he envisioned, you know, envisioned as just like some Mark dude that brought a hot girl to the club. Right. Did that correlate to him beating his then wife? I have a harder time seeing the correlation than saying like, all right, a dude that cheats on his wife is more likely to beat his wife because he's already shown that he doesn't have respect for her. Right. That's a that's a line I can jump with you, certainly. Okay. I think, I, but I again, I even think those are two completely different concepts. I Steve, think, were you about to check me on that? Was I wrong about no, that? No, I, because I, I remember a few people had mentioned it a few times. Like I don't know, I forget who it was, but some of his associates had said a couple times that he would just stay chasing after women. Well, I, I look at it like this: like, all right, all right, that dude chains that dude chain smoke cigarettes, okay. That dude doesn't have a job, okay? That dude smokes a lot of weed, okay? Do you think it's it's like it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that he does harder drugs? Like I view patterns of behavior as like having sort of a, a gradual increase as to how bad they actually are. This is now a hypothetical person. This yeah, is yes. A, yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right, I can right. see that. Yeah. You're saying I guess I'm not. I'm not saying ready that to cheating make is a dog. gateway drug to. Uh... Right, right. Beating, cheating to be. Well, it's like uh, actually, Big Boy said it. Cheating and beating the same thing. It's all. It's like different manifestations of a lack of respect. Huh. You know. Mm. I don't know. I I think I psychoanalyze too much of this podcast. I need to just make. I need to fart more. <laughs> like, from here to Darfur. Right. I need to fart more. <laughs> so who 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 done it? What you, you let me in it? your car for? I mean, after after they had. You know, going back and talk to the the guy who had done the autopsy and said, you know, the gun was pressed up against his head. Even right. it was, it's not like he got shot in the back of the head. It's not like he got shot from a distance. Like he put the gun to the side of the head. Execu- I, well, execution style would be front or the back, right? Yeah, the back. Yeah, and there, and you would probably put your hands up to try to. You'd either get completely s- surprised by it, right? Right. So throw your hands up. <laughs> I I also didn't agree with the some of the arguments that were like, well, 
is just an African-American man and they want to button up the case because I'm like, the most logical suspect in this case is his wife that he's been beating, who's also an African-American woman. So I don't think they're just going to decide like, yeah, we should probably just let her get away with this. Like that's, that's, I think that, I think that the, that's the most logical element to explore in the case. And I feel like the, even hearing it, it seems like they at least wrote that off. Like to your point about how he got shot. Right. Once I heard, once I heard that, I was like, okay, look, I'm going to trust the guy who does who's probably done a hundred suicides at least or something, right? Who's analyzed these things, who knows how you're going to get shot if you are, if somebody's sneaking up on you or if somebody breaks into your house, you know? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. And I don't want to, I guess we, we've already given away We're to going. the listeners. Well, uh, he, he dies at the end, but I don't even think that's a spoiler. But does that, did, did the guy who knew about suicides, was he saying it was a suicide or he was saying it wasn't? Oh, no, he was saying it was. Okay. Yeah, like it was clear to him. I, 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 that's another thing. I, listening to the, the podcast, I mean, the amount of pressure that that guy was constantly under, and I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing, but when uh, – who was – I think there was an intern there uh, who, who eventually became somebody, and he was like, "Why you know, you're late. He's like, actually, I'm 20 minutes early. He's like, all right, why, why weren't you here 20 minutes before that? You missed a phone call. That could be that. You know what I mean? Like – he wasn't overly aggressive with that lifestyle or like that way of thinking, but I think he was constantly pushing himself hard and the people around him. I could see that being pretty grating. I think that was like what made the end of the uh, podcast in itself really sad is like picturing that his life, like a guy who had lived an amazing life and probably had a, you know, some tough roads ahead, but ultimately a great future and was going to be someone that when he was 70 years old, everyone still cared about and they were going to be doing a defiance ones about him on HBO and all, and all these stories, right. Got to a point where if, if you believe the autopsy and you believe the police report, like decided in that moment, you know, with the daughter, with the wife, right. You know, all these people that he was connected to avoid the debt, avoid all those other things that he got there at one moment. And like, that was really fucking sad, man, because, you know, I think at the end of the day, when you take away all the facades and, and all the reality of living, right, the shit can be hard sometimes. And when you picture someone that had done as many things as he had, just succumbing to that in a minute, because if he wouldn't have done it an hour later, he would have been like, God damn, that was stupid. I almost killed myself. Like, right. picturing that, I remember I was listening to the podcast, I was actually running. And, like, it was a really emotional thing to picture, because I actually envisioned him in the moment and i was like man that is fucked up like that's that's just a uh, I just i wish i wish you would have been stronger for those 30 seconds yeah exactly take take a couple deep breaths walk around and, and come back to it you know think about your think about your daughter and you know it's just money ultimately right yeah i mean, I mean it's just like okay you, you're super into debt and your wife doesn't like you anymore like you can get out of that <laughs> you're now 25 percent of the population <laughs> right <laughs> your dad and your wife doesn't well like it you. sounds like maybe he had you know he felt like he was setting an example for so many people for so long and kind of being the leader that he couldn't maybe he couldn't admit that you know he couldn't go and admit defeat to people so he just that's kept, where I- so he just kept on 
taking on bigger taking bigger risks and getting more in debt until the that's fa- where i think it's a mental health thing sorry to cut you off but that's no, no where i think it's a mental health thing yep you gotta turn your mic back on there i'm sorry to that point I- <laughs> <laughs> sorry the juice is loose over there that, that, was, that was actually a different reason the paint um, is actually coming off on the walls behind you <laughs> Uh, I was listening to the Dr. Drew podcast, and he said that people with bipolar are a lot more uh, likely to kill themselves okay. than uh, any other mental uh, issue, and much higher than the, than the regular population. But also, they're more likely to do it during states of mania hmm. than than depression. And I've always felt like anxiety is surplus survival skill. Like people, you know in the last like 200 years life has just become a lot easier and so anxiety is sort of uh what do i do with all this energy that i used to have to use and i wonder if he was so highly functioning and not necessarily bipolar but maybe had something different in his brain that allowed him to be so high achieving relative to the people around him that when his motor was running and it had nothing to run towards it just collapsed in on itself because mm. i feel like all right, he's like I, I have no i have real no options and my mind's going a mile a minute, but that's that's highly speculative. I don't. They, they never said anything about him having actually being diagnosed, right? Right. So, and I guess his I therapist. I don't even think wouldn't... they they even didn't. Yeah, did they even say anything about seeing a therapist? I think they uh, didn't. Didn't he? Anyways. Okay. Well, there there's definitely a stigma. Of, I I, I want to say that he had, and then one of the things that got brought up. Uh, during the podcast was uh, he was like, you know, there's such a stigma against uh, doing therapy in the hip hop community and we've got to overcome that. Maybe I'm com- completely wrong about that. Like the Pharaoh Monch lyric comes to mind on uh, that's yeah, he's one. It's like the, you know, my family never understood mental health. That was more attributed to white people with wealth. Right. Which, you know, I mean, I, I think that's a, it, it's a very valuable lesson you know to tell everybody that therapy you know just talk talk to somebody talk to email chromebills at gmail.com tell us tell us what's wrong well in a lot of ways people and and i may or may not respond if you (laughs) i how often is that email knock it that like just when the spam folder has more than the inbox it's been a minute yeah things are getting flagged Right. We're like, if it has the word shirts in it, let it through. Then we're getting oh, right. yeah, shirts are popping off right now. Yo, shirts are po- how many shirts are left? So I mailed the last. I think I had nine uh, to Steve. Maybe it was ten, but I, I, I mean, I wish we had just sent them to you because I was spending like thirty dollars sending you well over sixty percent of the inventory. We clearly haven't got the business model down yet. It's all right. I, I saw I was, Jeff from Gorilla Fist on Saturday, and I told him I was like, Yo, really, shirts might almost be gone. Yeah, he was up at the DMCs. Shout out, friend of the show. Nicely done. Fabricated segues. That's my MC name. Who are you? DJ Throwdown. Hey. Actually, I'm going to send a picture. So DJ Throwdown took a took a selfie. Okay. Me and my lovely fiance and him. Mm. And then I asked him to send it to me, and he didn't. But what he did do was <laughs> sent it to DJ Rags. He sent it to DJ Rags. <laughs> I got to work around so I was like I told Rags I was like yo I know I was in some pictures I didn't get them he's like oh I got one here you right. go <laughs> <The third laughs> maybe that'll be that could be the episode picture just for fun classic yeah <clears throat> uh, but him and as one word yo I got the illest shirt from Jeff really so it's like uh, it's the Gorilla Fist logo and then inside the logo it's actually not it's not solid print it's their names on each side of the gorilla 
So it's as one and throw down. And then on the back, it says you can't spell DMCs without DC. Wow. I saw that shirt. It's dope. It's fire. Shit is popping. Uh, so how do, you, think... how, do you, how do you do? Uh, I thought he won. I thought Throwdown killed it. Wow. Um, I even remember this moment where the person that went on after him, I was like, damn, they're in a rough position to go on after my man. Right. Like, that's tough. And then they ended up winning the whole thing. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this disparaging to anyone that won. Okay. Here because I'm not, here, I'm not a DJ. I'm not a DJ. For the record, I'm not a DJ, right? I just know what I like about it. But as, as someone who has been in battle raps, I felt like there is an element about the crowd. Like you gotta, right? You know, there, there's there's a technical nature, and then there's a showmanship nature. And I thought he had the people the most open. Yeah. But that being said, I've decided next time I go to the DMCs, I I love it. I think it's one of the best hip hop events that still exists. I think it's better than going to like a grind time battle. I think it's honestly better than it, it's. So you think about the elements of hip hop, right? And you got breakdancing and DJing and MCing and beatboxing and graffiti writing and all these things. T-shirt making. T-shirt making, producing. <laughs> I think that other than maybe a really good beat battle, which can be fun. I think a DJ battle is the number one for me right now to go to. Hmm. And I want to go. I'm going to rely on the judges to show me who the top 11 is. Top 10, top 12, whatever's there that year. And then when they're done, I'm out. Right. I don't even want to know. I'll see it tomorrow. Because everyone gets so fucking polarized, and you just go outside afterwards, and it's just uh, 200 people smoking cigarettes, and their group of seven people, and they all have a complaint about how it ended. Right. Or they're all happy that their friend won, and they don't understand why everyone else has a complaint. I'm like it's not supposed to be about this. As one, actually, I was talking to him, and he, him, or one of his friends made a really good point that like it's like the Olympics, right? If you if you go to the Olympics and you battle, you're an Olympian. So, like, the whole event should be a celebration. It shouldn't be about Agreed. two versus five. Yeah. When we're now talking about, the, in this particular event, the 11 best DJs in the United States. I don't want to get, I don't want to leave and be all torn up about five versus two and one versus seven Yeah. in, in those events. I, I understand the people that do. I just want to, I want to see it for the love and then let it be. The only re way I would be mad is if it was that clear cut that there was a number one and they didn't win because of some bullshit. You know? Whether you felt like it was politics. Because I feel so, like the skill level is so advanced at this point that there's there's such, you know, little mistakes are going to separate you from being first place to fucking fifth or whatever. That's the thing. Everyone is so good. Everybody's so good. That to me, a lot of it is the timing too. Okay. Where like the guy that goes second, right? He's the guy that goes we're first gonna forget gets it. a little, yeah, gets a little bit of love because he's first. But like the guys that go like second through fourth, they're kind of fucked because yeah, everyone's there and partying and drinking, and then it's like, who went? And then everyone knows when their friends are going, and it's just, it's not perfectly set up. It's certainly not set up for me as someone, you know, watching it. I'll just say this. I, I rattled off my top three and none of them were in the top three. And then they actually posted the top six mm -hmm. and I only had one person out of my three in the six and wow. they came fourth. And that was Throwdown. Came in fourth. Huh. So how is it judged? Is there a panel of judges and then Throwdown, the crowd? Wait, wait, wait. Throwdown came judge? in fourth place? It came in fourth. That's pretty good though. You know? Yeah, and, and for the record, to Cole's point, the panel is fucking incredibly legitimate. Like, 
You got like fucking Rob Swift and like Red wow. Alert and people okay. like this are judging. So right. right. I'm sure they know better than me. You know, I mean I could I could picture Cole and I being like curmudgeony in that stance where someone's freestyling and like they get off on like an easy joke or something like that and we're like, I'm not that impressed and the crowd blows up and then you almost like hold it against them. Yeah. I feel like Throwdown has this thing where he travels so deep, but then it's in New York and then people almost like there's there's a little bit of New York yeah. politics where people don't like that he travels so deep. Like he was getting so much love that Lord Finesse was like, Hold up, before we go any further, I just want to make sure is Brooklyn in the house right now? Like uh, he like literally wow. didn't like that there was that much DC love. Or maybe, you know, he just wanted to make sure it was an even yeah. playing field. I wouldn't even say wouldn't like, but he huh. wanted to check the crowd. He wanted he to check the crowd. He checked the crowd. He and wasn't to me, like, I'm like, he wasn't like wow, DC's here. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's tough because I've always felt like, uh, you know, it, it's so against the grain and the nature of hip hop. But having those kind of battles, particularly maybe like a beat battle where it's it's a routine that you practiced. I feel like a freestyle battle, you know, it's important to have everything in the moment and therefore you're engaging with the crowd and everything. But sometimes I wonder if it's just a routine that you practice. Sometimes it might be better in a vacuum, mm. like the online ones that they do. And I understand why that would take a lot away from the experience of the battle itself. But it seems like... Uh, you know, if the overwhelming majority of the crowd, even if they were able to put their bias aside, I mean, if you polled like the whatever percentage of that crowd that wasn't too fucked up to really have paid attention and have a, a solid opinion, if that many of them disagree with the judges, oftentimes I feel like it's just it's a flawed environment to try to gauge a winner. Yeah, because I think the reason why people don't like the online one is that in theory, let's take the outlier. I could do the most difficult routine. And then I could just try it 2,000 times. Right. <laughs> right. And then yeah. I nail it once. Yeah. And now I'm the world's best DJ. Yep. Now you bring me to the final is a live event, right? So, like, now I'm at the final. <laughs> Quaking in the boots. Right? So that's, and that's, uh, to draw a comparison, that's like the World Series of Poker, right? Where, like, these guys get in and they only play at the online tables. Right. And a lot of times those guys get You're killing the metaphors today, man. This is crazy. Here. Chetaphors. <laughs> cross genres, cross. I don't even know. I don't even know how to compare music to gambling. That's just crazy. But they're two different things. I mean, live performance is totally different than right. than doing it. I mean, that's right. somebody who can freestyle really well versus somebody who can make a dope album. You know, and knows how to control the crowd. Right. You know. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's three comparisons, right? You got someone that can freestyle well, someone that can rock a show, and then someone that's got a good album. So mm -hmm. like. There's even people like, I, I like Liff as an artist, but I mean, the most impressed I've ever been by Mr. Liff is seeing him do his songs live. They're the right. same songs, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't, I've heard this track before. I didn't realize it banged like this live. Like, like right. and that, it's not a slight to him. It's like a right. credit to his ability in one of the three categories. And yep. that's probably more where his focus is. I've always felt the same way about Blueprint. And yes, Blueprint's I, a perfect example. I feel like the way he mixes his records, like uh, the Boombox song, the, the time I saw that live, I was completely blown away. And it's great on record, but I, I mean, it's a, it's a live art. It's a live performance art. And so, you know, I get why you, you wouldn't want to have it done in the vacuum, but I don't know. Well, so here's an interesting thing. I'm going to make a point, then I'm going to break a point. Okay. The person, the person who won is, is a female, right? Yes. And so I, I think it, it speaks volumes that we've gotten this far into the conversation uh, and that really wasn't an issue. You know, I feel like that, that's a good thing. 
that uh not yeah, i don't mean an I issue was, but like somewhat, something that we brought up somewhat personally dancing around it because i don't want to make it right about me thus me breaking the point <laughs> holding, yeah holding her back right because i think you know again it goes to the same point she's certainly belonged to be on the stage right i don't think anyone was like why the fuck is she here right you know she's a legitimate dj she's one of the 11 best djs in the united states i don't have a problem saying that's entirely true where is she from uh new york i think actually so that <laughs> Fre- right brooklyn she's lord finesse wife <laughs> Uh, her name is DJ Pearly, right? Yeah, DJ yes. Pearly Finesse. Got it. Lisa Lisa Finesse. I think uh, I actually sent her Instagram she, to Steve, and I was like, "Can you do some recon? Make sure this shit is proper." She's from, but I think she's good. I mean, I saw, you know what? Like the fucking Rob Swifts of the world, right? Uh-huh. Are putting up posts the next day and saying like, "This is such a monumental moment for our art form." Mm-hmm. Like. These dudes aren't on the fucking take, man. I don't know right, if you know. Right. I don't know if you know like Rob Swift's social media persona, but it's not giving a fuck about anyone. So yeah. I don't all of a sudden think that because of the DMCs, he's now decided that yeah. this is an important thing where he's going to be a hypocrite. Like I, I think that everyone. I think it was all enough and up. I think it's just uh, a, so it's a you, tough thing to judge. I mean, I guess if yeah. I had to bring it full circle, I would say yeah. I would I would rather watch Steve judge it than myself. Because ID I'm shouted the- her out too. He was like, "This is my home girl. Congratulations to her." And she I got the cosines. Yeah. And for right. the record, I want to say this about Thordon because I did talk to him uh, before and after the announcements, and he wasn't even the slightest bit salty. Oh. Fucking total gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "You got jerk, son." You know, right? <laughs> Dude, right. I was doing that shit. He was a total fucking pro about it. And he's like, yo, I just got to keep after him, man. Yeah. Some more shit next year. I was like, this isn't the end for me. Wouldn't be the end for me if I if I want it, you know? Right. I just got to come on Chrome Bills again. We should get him we on. We do need to get him we on. Should. I saw uh, Remedy in minus nine in the fucking house. Very nice. As well. Did you, did you kick it with him? <laughs> like, did you want to expand on that? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that we kicked it. We were too. doing Nice. I kicked it. We were chilling. Love those guys. We should get minus nine on the show. Yeah, he's a funny dude. That'd be cool. Yeah. He was at the uh, Cuber Jam, right, Steve? He was, yeah. Very cool. I talked to Barack. Barack's trying to put t- stuff together. He's got like a crew and everything, dude. Barack uh, DJed at Artscape. Right. With his group of people, right? Like Addict, yep. Remedy. In theory, I'd like to be. I, I think I'm part of that group of people, but absolutely, you're the Balik B. I am. Like, the, <laughs> did you say Balik? St- I am strung out. Balik B. Balik B. Balik B. Balik B. Balik B. Ah. So Chuck, you uh, you stayed for the whole for the whole DMC this time. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I saw everybody go. Um, I jumped outside to smoke a cigarette and missed the first half of the executioners. They were mm. playing, you know, minus minus Rock Raider, obviously, but uh, rest in peace. But the, the remaining members did a set. I only caught the tail end of that, and then I was kind of catching up with Ross during that time too. So I can't give like a a real, you know, Chrome Bills critique of their set other than saying that they were killing it. Yeah, as would be expected. Right. And then I caught the end, and then they were shutting it down. Highline Ballroom, amazing place, by the way. So first time I've ever been to Highline Ballroom, I saw Odyssey there. 
in March. Friend of the show. It was May. It was sometime like that. Uh, then I watched the Gary Goldman stand-up on Netflix, and it was there. What's going on with, fucking, with Highline, fucking the Highline night, Ballroom? The night before yeah. I go there, I watched the Joe Mandy. Do you know who that guy is? No. He's got a fucking... He's the... You ever watch Modern Family? Yes. So he's the... He's kind of like a nerdy-looking dude that is Claire's assistant that then ends up dating the nerdy daughter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that dude, his stand-up is funny as shit. He's doing his he's on, on Netflix. The Daily Show, right? At the Highline Ballroom. And it's at the Highline Ballroom, too. Was do he you, on the Daily Show? Do you know show? what's going on at the Highline Ballroom tonight? I do not. Do there is a mogul live event at the Highline. Are you fucking kidding me? I shit you not. Tonight. <laughs> Fabricated segue. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what Thursday is, by the way, uh, in New York. Last show ever. Ooh. Webster Hall. Wow. Action Bronson. Ooh. Wow. Shut it down. Who else has played? How upset would you be if I told you I turned down the ticket? Wow. Really? Well, why? You got work or something? I got a 7 a.m. flight to go visit my dad the next morning. Yeah. That's a tough pull. Oh, I thought about it long and hard. Pulled some hair out. Pulled only the grays out, though. So I'm looking very dark. (laughs) Very dark black on the top of my head right now. Pulled only grays out. Who else is playing? Says Action Bronson and Friends, which seems exciting. I mean, you've, you've always talked about the New York poppin'. That's probably going to be pretty it's awesome. Yeah, a fucking Webster Hall, too. Yeah, like, a lot of Jesus. Shout-outs to the uh, the, pen, the uh, meter maids. I did a show there once. Uh, the pen set up. I'm sorry, yeah, I was going to Well, it's funny because I was like, oh, they're two white guys. Maybe it's the pen pals. Uh, Shout-outs to the meter maids. Shout-outs to the Sean Swell. He was in, in the, in the who pen are, pals. Who are, who are you? Uh, but he set up a show at Webster Hall. That shit was fun. It's a good time. Oh, you played there? I didn't know that. I uh, was on the Hello Big Mama tour, actually. Good for you. That was by yourself, or you were with Idea and Abilities? Uh, no, it was actually Dez. Well, Sean Swell, just, it was one of those things where I barely knew him. Somebody gave me his contact. He's like, sure, I'll hook it up. I like educated consumers. And he just, I mean, he, people were there for him. Um, and he was great. It was a fun time. Which room? They got three rooms there. So I think it was the smallest one. I want to say it was downstairs. In the basement, yeah, the studio. Yeah. It's a nice room, though, man. That's where I saw Droog, the first ever Droog show. Okay. I've seen a couple of people rock down there. Yeah, Sean I felt Price like it was, was that joint. It was like the Black Cat. Uh, it was like the Black Cat back room, I think they call it, like about that. And actually, Open Mike Eagle was playing there September 27th uh, with um, Milo. Uh, I got to go to that. He's under a different name, though. Um, Scallops. Scallop Hotels. Scallops Hotel. Scallops Hotel. I like yeah. the album, dude. I listen to yeah. that fucking shit. It's dope. Oh, I gotta check that. So it's it's released dope. under that. Under Scallops yeah. Hotel. Look that up, man. You know what? I gave it I like a, I y'all. gave it. I gave it one listen. I was like, God damn, that was good. I haven't gone back since, and now I'm about to do that. After the Christoph Crane album, obviously. Give it a shot. I found. I was going through Shuffle, and I found some random Milo song that I like that has a very old Anderson Pack chorus on it. Really? Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. What do you think about the new Open Mike Eagle song that just came out? I think we should play it, but I also have to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> there's a video for it too, where the video really brings it to life. Okay. Like, can we it, tease? Can we, we tease? Sh- can we, we have a future can we, can we show? Can we show the uh, video on this podcast? Um, if you go to our Facebook page, okay. Uh, and then once you're on our Facebook page, type in Open Mike Eagle in the search box. It'll take you to the video. I mean, we could post it. I mean, we haven't had him on the show. 
uh, it's I'd being love I'd, love, I'd love to have him on the show. Uh, as we, You know what? I think he listens regularly. Yep. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times. It's just a matter of uh, getting the date down and catching him either. Because I, I almost want to hit him up and be like, dude, I'll, I'll just come to the show and interview you there on my iPhone. Yep. So That's um, not fun for me, but that's cool. Well, I mean, you, you know, how crazy would that be if two dudes just rolled up? Talk to our phone. Yeah, I, but the only reason I want him to be with the three of us is literally the main reason why. I, Cole, I love your interviewing style, and I want you to do it yourself. Right. How does that make you feel? Right. Ron, Ron Yeah, you got to get the I Ron need Fez to have friends. the Ron Fez conversation that you are not capable of having. Mm. Right. Right. Because I'm not a fat gay man. I don't know. I'm, I'm unclear. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I get it. I totally agree. I don't think I'm fat. No, I was talking about... <laughs> was oh, it, oh, that wasn't was Ron? Me? No. Was it Ron? Was it Ron? Uh, no, Fez, Fez was the fat Fez was the fat, the fat gay dude. I mean, listen. I love my fat people. I love my gay people. I love my fat gay people, but I'm not one of them. Uh, do you want to play the song? Sure. Why not? Or I'd just play old Dirty Bastard instrumental. <laughs> oh, baby, I like cause. He's a great artist. Oh, baby, I like cause. <laughs> I like cause. <laughs> There's no bad cause. Who Who is cause? K-A-W-S. Yeah. Why are you, why are you bringing that up? Sorry. Because that, that was my hook. Oh, baby, I like cause. Yeah, baby, I like cause. <laughs> I, don't, I can't say I'm familiar with that, dude. Or do that. Google it. You'll you'll recognize some of this stuff. It's okay. gear, right? Oh no, is it uh, graffiti, graffiti or well, gear? Well, it, it started originally as graffiti, then became artistry, and now there is gear. There's gear. I feel right? like Uniqlo. So it was like always the eyes were the X's. Yeah. And then they have these, uh, like even Uniqlo has these, like really hard to get uh, Snoopy's. You know, like the peanuts gear where all the eyes are X's. Interesting. I'm but you know, even in Brooklyn Museum now, it's like these these big bubble characters that are like twenty feet tall when you go in the entry. Okay, sick. Call. I have I have a Ganda. And I have a Ganda. Oh shit! Did I not even say that? There's a new Ava Gandler's EP. Wow. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> what time? Is Holy it? shit! We are deep. We are deep. New avid Gamblers. Falls deep. Audio files. Can I tell you, so, what do you, what do you it's so ironic it? that uh, I'm yep. writing this down because in my uh, email account, I got the Open Mike Eagle and the Avid Gamblers emails from Bandcamp like on the, at the same time or on the same day. So they sat next to each other for like two weeks, and I clicked mm. on them a couple times. Mm. I'm digging. I'm digging the EP, man. I already told you. Thank you. Maybe I think we'll, it's, I think it's some of your best work. Let's close Absolutely. with Steve Jarek's favorite song on the EP. <laughs> I like the one that you I like oh, the uh, one I told you I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Which one don't you like, Chuck? I wouldn't say don't like. I would say that um, you know, anytime you're in a band with multiple people, you uh, we tend to like create, let's say we create 10 songs to release four. Right. And then, you know, maybe the one that got in at four in my head was like one or two in other people's heads and you just, you know, embrace it. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, you know, you play it for your friends. And you're like, I really hope you like my joints. So I was like, Steve, what do you like? And he's like, I, I, I really like Not Found. I was like, oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I didn't, you guys had uh, 
This is your thirty P. Thirty P. Four songs each. So we got twelve songs. Damn. And then we're the cover that we played on the last Chrome Bills episode, which <laughs> is the Mind Playing Tricks on Me over the Pixies beat, is gonna come out as a single uh the day before Halloween. Very, wow. Halloween fell on a weekend. Smart Marketing genius. Well, I also think it's it's a total season assist Chuck. record, so I'd rather put it out. <laughs> right. Catch catch fire quick because they're going to damp it out. Yeah, because that thing's going to get taken down. Quick. So I didn't want to I didn't want to take, take the whole EP down with it. So do you think? Uh, tell us about the experience of making this one relative to the other two. Uh, I think you know chemistry in general with music is a great thing. I want to shout out Camillo from Astoria Soundworks who did all the recording, right. mixing, and mastering for that record. And then I think, I think, and fluffing, <laughs> and I think uh, you know between the three of us, we've just gotten that much sharper. And Agreed. we were all, you know, we're studio rats, so we were just always playing any song that we recorded. We had played, you know, three hundred times before we went in. Wow. Like most of these songs were done in like I don't want to say one take, but like in five takes. Well done. You know, like we would get everything put together, and I would usually they would be playing along trying to get uh, like the groove right, and I would just. I'd feel like I nailed it on one. I'd be like, yeah, use, you know, I would, I would do five takes and then I would go to the studio guy and be like, yeah, take, take three for mine and let's hear it. And then I would occasionally go in and do backups or something, but it's great. We did, uh, we recorded five songs for that EP in a seven hour studio session. Sick. Nicely done. That's dope. And with instruments and shit, there's like an hour set up. In there. <laughs> I remember this. It's right. Not, not quite as easy as my hip hop days where you show up and like five minutes later, you're like, all right, my truck. <laughs> no, I'm very proud of it. Check it out. Audio files. It's on spot, uh, spot, it's Spotify. It's on Spotify. Spotify. iTunes, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I'm at, Check out uh, my Spotcamp. I'm at five plus spins at this point, man. It's rare these days. Really? Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. As many as the Jay Z album, you know. I feel like the Jay album is doing itself a disservice, where it's just not. It doesn't exist in my Spotify, so I gotta really think about it. I don't have the ability to be like, "What do I want to listen to?" Right. What have I played recently? Right. I still think it's a great record. Great record. Is title like I feel like Spotify is extremely user friendly. Is title user friendly? I'm playing it off Dropbox. Okay. Got that bootleg. And that and that's it sucks to listen to because it's tough to like it doesn't just play you got to go back to each track mm -hmm. it's tough to like scrub to get the right time signature ever try that game yeah the oh. Dropbox it's no. it's maddening no, it's, Dropbox, it's, gotta, they, it's gotta fix that run that verse back oh shit right. just started over yeah well how much of how much of Dropbox's business do you think is audio files it's a good question I use it for work all the time. Yeah, I would say a small percentage. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Because like that's in our circle, like that would be it's that or uh, SoundCloud, maybe. I think it's really just a file share, so I would say like less than ten percent. And yeah, maybe yeah. people are storing their entire hard drives in in space. Right, right. But still, I can't do it yet. I can't go. I can't work. go all cloud. I'm still dealing with external hard drives here how many do you have now uh i think i got four jesus it's that's a tetrabyte each look at uh i got two terabytes two five hundred tetrabytes tetrabytes i don't know wow 
Okay. I mean, look, I'm not, you know. I got silly everybody... computers. I'm, I'm sitting in front of three computers right now. <laughs> right. Right. Three computers, four hard drives, and I can't find anything. Chuck, where, where are you storing your essentials? Uh, double dip. So I got a terabyte. My my computer is a terabyte. It's got a lot of stuff on it. And then I've got stuff in the cloud. I've got things backed up on hard drives. I'm never going to lose it all. I mean, I, th I think if anything, I'm waiting for that program that merges everything. And it's like, yeah, you get, you had like eight copies of this picture. Right. Like, why do you have this blurry photo of you walking into like a Giants-Cowboys game in 09? <laughs> why, why do you have eight of these? <laughs> that program definitely exists. We just don't know what it is. I need that program as well. No, but I need the training wheels program that's just like, you would like to do this. Yes. <laughs> Where do you want the output file? Right. Here. Yes. Walk they, away and come back in 20 minutes. They need minutes to dumb it down a little bit. Right. Well, that's, I mean, it, you know, it's funny. Like, I'll use things like uh, the Square uh, card reader. Have you used that? Uh, you know what I'm talking oh, for, about? For, yeah, credit cards? I like, swiping the credit card. Like, the design. So, I'll use it. I remember using it at shows, and they had, like, a little... Uh, adapter you could put in your phone to accept credit card payments it was so fucking easy like i, I put together like a crib and a dresser in the last two weeks I, I, it's insane how easy this stuff is for people to put together this mm. stuff to use like when it's designed right right yep. the shit drives me insane when things aren't that i don't know i, I mean the functionality is still there why, yeah. why do you make it so much more fucking difficult yep. well cole the way this works is that right at the beginning right I'm being ridiculous. I know. It doesn't exist. And then someone who's really good with computers backs into how you do it. And okay. Then... Okay. <laughs> Back into it. He's right. You can do it. But yeah, what happens is we just need the training wheels version. We yeah. do. Consolidate That's lost. What, what does that mean? I'm lost. That's lost on me. But they just build the interface so that it's very easy for you to follow how to do it. How to do what? Anything. Like anything that's the cutting like edge of technology. Stuff? No, like well, delete multiple files, I think, is what we were talking about. Okay. Okay. You got that? Does it come with Photoshop? Can I draw a dick on your face? <laughs> but but when you want to draw a dick, it'll actually have a command that says draw dick. Ah. As opposed to you just having to <laughs> grab a pen. Right. Like, dick, you emo the, dick emoji? You or you know you want the eggplant emoji? <laughs> I need an eggplant emoji in his face right now. Stat. I like the song, by the way. Set it off, troop. It's a good pull. First it's called One Hit Wonder. First. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, me and technology ain't always seeing eye to eye. So even the I like I don't even think I'd need the training wheels version. I uh, but can you just ride the bike for me version? Cole's like a like a very modern man when it comes to most of his life, and then when it comes to technology, he's a little bit of a millennial. He's like, why aren't you making this easier for me? Right, right. <laughs> why is this taking so long for you to... It's like the Louis C.K. shit, like to beam something down from yeah. outer space. But I just... I can't be that. I don't have time for it. space. Right. I, as, as I said from, uh, from day one on this podcast, you know, the more time I have sitting around doing nothing, the more time I have to think about death. So I want to be constantly stimulated 24-7. New album coming out, Constantly Stimulated. Constantly. Constipated Stimulation. Ooh. That was uh, Curious George's yep. constipated monkey. Really abstract album. Not to be confused but, with constipation stimulation, which has a completely different connotation. 
Actually, we, we you know what we got a. I, I think gay rights are important, and we've been uh, we've added a new member to different styles. Okay. By curious, George. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! I can't believe we've never came up with that. By curious, George. <laughs> well done. Or how about how about boy curious, George? There's oh. two of them. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm young, curious. young male seeks men in yellow rain jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Answer on Craigslist. No pictures. Let me ask you something. So I have uh, this like playground structure in the backyard of my house. Burn it. Well, I, I definitely am planning on getting rid of it, right? My yep. stepfather was like, just take a picture of it. I'm sorry, not my stepfather. My father-in-law. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, he was like, "Yo, why don't you put a picture?" Stepfather Don. Steps- <laughs> it's back. I'm so glad it's back. Uh, he was like, "Why don't you take a picture of? Just take a picture of it and put it on Craigslist." Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want people in my backyard doing like the the thing would say disassemble yeah. Yeah. and then take. I, I'm like, ten people will get three steps into doing this. I'm like, you know what? This shit ain't worth it. And then it's just fucking laying in my backyard. Oh, you got to get paid first. Pre-disassembly. <laughs> well, I, I think me saying, all right, I'll give it to you for free. The enticement on their part is they're like, all right, you know, like uh, the trade-in of having to disassemble this is I get it for free. But sounds like a good deal to me and I get it the fuck out of here. Craigslist is shady, man. I heard good things, yeah, about, that's that. What I mean. I heard good things about that Facebook selling, though. Oh, really? Heard you get a lot of traffic. You periscope it? I might try it. I don't know. I guess that that way you sort of weeded out people that you don't know by right. using Facebook. Right. Oh, I don't think you have to be friends with someone to sell it to them, though. But at least you're relying on someone having a Facebook profile. Like, they're it, easier to get at. And it's... What's, like, doesn't it sort by your neighborhood or somewhat close yeah. to your house or something like that? That's yeah. scary. Yeah, Because that's right. not that what Facebook is yeah. for to me. It's for, it's for ex, exes to stalk me. <laughs> like, that's not what Facebook is for to me. Hey, for people to follow and distort me. All right, let's play this open mic eagle. I need to let's check it out. Need a quick break. Crowbills episode one twenty eight. Speed bills on the wheels, of course. Coming to you live. Crowbills northeast. Hey, 95 radios by Open Mike Eagle. Eventually. I'm having fun. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's good to have fun. Being a dick. Okay, it's quiet now.
but we couldn't find a radio Hard to express when the world is listless Hard when you're sure that the world is not In between PM, dawn and sunrise Wearing a suit like my school mascot The Edison Owl, not a head in the crowd Could match my technique and impeccable style Says a young Hassan In the mirror while tip saying rock, rock on With my guy Stefan Who despite the specs Saw himself doing things he would live to regret Anyway, reciting off top the memory Burnt a little J up, my laugh was Gimli Regarding the guns I could've shot I'm more dug, might blow up but won't pop Jigsaw blocks and hop the row home Steps on the Ave where I played in Rome If the tape resurfaces Kept the old boom box But just these purposes Heard a mix show Had mine on it recently People had a hard time Finding the frequency Peace to me Show feels personal Circled on all sides But used car commercials It's worth it though Whole block listening Except the kids They so not interested Implement new Cointel pros Hooks fit loops Copyrighted by Velcro Whole sound changed Though nobody wanna sell those Call the intercom Y'all, this is my bell code And we drove all through the neighborhood Sitting in a car all day Trying to find a radio And we wrapped both hands in tinfoil Pointed at the window frame Trying to find a radio All up in my grandma's basement Sliding all the closet doors Trying to find a radio Say they heard a rap song Sounded like some folks they know But we couldn't find a radio I just want someone to put together a, a list of all the open mic equal features that have come out because I know he's going to kill Cole's record. I know that he killed the verse on the wax joint. And I like when guys are like, you know, in that moment where they're hot and they're showing up on a lot of people's stuff and they don't get lazy, you know. Right. They don't, they don't necessarily, no shots here, but they don't necessarily keep Murray it and maybe use the same verse. That was on something else. <laughs> right. It's an interesting choice for a single. Uh, when I first heard it, I thought it was... I love that he takes conceptual angles. I just thought the, the pace of the beat and everything was too laid back. But then, the more I listened to it, it's a perfect summer song. And then, what really lo locked it in for me was the video. The video, you know, 
really brings to life the concept that he's working with, uh, particularly on the hook. And it, it, it really locked it in together. And it made me think, too, man, you know, when we talk about live performance is such a huge part of your arsenal, I'm starting to think videos are almost as important as the songs. Mm-hmm. When's that cool, keep your cool video coming? <laughs> uh, I'll send you the script. It's funny because I just I was, need to be in an off-season beach town for my verse. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll write that into the budget. <laughs> um, we were. I was watching the serotonin sweepstakes video the other day for the one. Uh, it's from a song from Cool Fuel. And uh, who are you? I was struck by like I was like, yo, this is dope, you know. But I, then I remembered how much it cost. I was like, oh, that. That's why I don't do it more often. And it was actually shot by the homie Prolific. Uh, from Strange Famous Records. Who it was, are you? It was great, but like, if you, if you know who I saw a video of the other day, you remember X One Four Four, Chuck? I do. Uh, he does videos. He did one that had uh, Hail Mary Malin in uh, or Malin in um, who's a dude? Fuck, they're from Seattle. Oh, Gray Skull. <laughs> Henri Osborne. He was in the, anyway, but like X144 was putting out. I thought, and that's that is that is video is rap videos the uh, seventh element of hip hop. I will say this: you get me on a late night, and like, you know, maybe it's it's all quiet in the house, and I'm just gonna stay up for a little bit, and I'm feeling it, and I got a little of the old camp. Mm, mm. Maybe I got some yeah, old camp too. Definitely poured the old camp down the drain this week. <laughs> just unrelated, but. Did I get a picture it, of someone wearing an old camp hat on the yeah, train? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, was like, I just remember that. Who was that was from? Was that Steve that sent that? No, it was me. I was on the train one morning, and my man, he looked like he was banged up, too. Right. He looked like he had come, he was had stayed up from the promotional event. And he was trying to get home. He had the old camp hat on, and I'm like, all right, I can't be too obvious about this. Like, yeah, you have, but that's the kind of thing, like, you might have to take a punch to get that picture. That's, yeah. that's definitely worth the effort. I took, like, eight covert pictures until i finally got one that was okay because <laughs> yeah, i was just no like idea. i can't be too blatant because this dude might just be like you know how we go down in the old camp right he slept at an old camp the then was fighting words <laughs> what are you drinking now god that looks good and what you drinking got a little buffalo trace oh nightcap Steve, you have a big old bottle of, of beer. This is dogfish get you drunk. Oh, that is. What is that? Give me the percentage on that. 7.2. Oh, I was going to say my name up in lights, N-I-N-E. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's giving me incredible indigestion, but I'm still going <laughs> to drink it. it that's, those are the kinds you got to pour those into a glass. I, think. I know. It's I not, know. It's, I know. I'm lazy. Hey, I'm lazy. I got an idea. Let's, I'm let's lazy bot- and ambitious about getting drunk. <laughs> so that's where the balance lies. <laughs> what what number of beer is that for the night? Two? Yeah, this is only two. I um I stayed home today. I had a wow. sick I had a sick child today on my hands. Is that the adult equivalent of a snowstorm? It is. Like, yo, I got a sick kid, so I'm just gonna be working from home. Don't mind that noise in the background. Right. I feel like I f- yeah, it wasn't, we didn't. I didn't get much work done. Well, that was gonna say. So I bet there were points you're like, Christ, I'd rather be at work. 
because that's a lot of work dealing with the sick kid. Yeah. We. I mean, not not emotionally like, yo, I really wish I could abandon my kid. No, of course not. <laughs> it's no, my I responsibility. Get I get it. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Was your puke involved? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But okay. we got we got you know, one maybe two a.m. crying. Then that was, we picked we picked her up, brought her in bed with us. You know, talk her down off the ledge. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. And then you kind of, she's great for pushing me right to the edge of the bed. You know, <laughs> like she likes my pillow. Like this is right. it, Dad. You're going off the edge. Right. <laughs> she feeling better? Yeah, she's good now. She's good. good. We had a good time. Yeah. She going. She's going. Back out in the world tomorrow? Yeah, she's definitely, she's like, definitely. I can't miss. I, I like can't miss Daddy today. Day. I yeah, like Daddy, that. Daddy, Daddy Day. Daddy Day is pretty good. Because Suck mommy, it up, kid. <laughs> mommy ended up staying home too. So nice. Well, full family fun, day. Fun little day. In in pajamas until like one or two o'clock today. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and God. and you got the other one there too. Didn't even brush my teeth. I don't think till two o'clock. <laughs> it was very funky. If yeah. I get to two, I might just call it a day. Just just yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be funky. Right. Yeah. I'm writing this one off, fellas. Right. <laughs> My teeth ain't going nowhere. I'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> I've noticed that, it, that it, you know, as I get older, I have less desire to brush my teeth before I go to bed, you know? Uh, yeah. Dude, well, so I actually went to the dentist today. Yeah. I pride myself. My teeth are great. My gums are not. Uh, Is that a fabricated uh, segue, by the way? Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you about my trip to the dentist. We did not. We did not. I want to hear about it, though. He's like, I actually went to the dentist today. Because right away I was like, are we about to dive into full dental? <laughs> right. Full dental. Full, de- full dental. Dental nudity. medical. Full dental nudity. Uh, so, but. You know, I floss every night and, and brush yeah, my do. teeth. And, you know, like I even use a tongue scraper, you know, like because I've had underst- I never understood those. You it's might have good to- for bad breath. No, yeah, but I'll, why not just I'll brush you, your, why not just brush your tongue? I'll tell you this. Let me let me let me throw this one. At Chuck you. has an angle on this. I can already tell. Use use. Of course. He's ready for this. Of course. Use a tongue scraper once. OK. And see what comes off of your tongue. OK. And then you'll be like, I have to use this. Okay. Would that be a good rap name, by the way? Tongue no? Scraper. <laughs> tongue Scraper. I'm from Boston, Mass. I'm out here scraping tongues, kid. It's the opposite of a skyscraper. A tongue Scraper. <laughs> Actually, that's the duo. <laughs> tongue Scraper and Skyscraper. Tongue it's called scraper. The Scrapers. That's like Sean and I's rap group. The Scrapers. Right. The Scrapers. The skyscrapers. No, the I skyscraper. wouldn't be tongue scraper. All right, <laughs> give me the best. Um, okay, so why not brush the tongue? Why go to the tongue scraper? So here's another thing. Okay. Do that the same thing after you've brushed your tongue. It's just not the way it's designed. Is there's like a? It's not like you know like it's a steak a knife or anything. I've but seen it's it. a it's piece like a squeegee. of right. But like that plastic gets more than bristles will. When you if you just like scrub your tongue and see what pops up and then use the scraper. Okay. It like it's it's disgusting. Game changer, Chuck. What do you think? I've never used it, but just try it. All right, I'm intrigued. It's like, like, have you ever like? I'm a classic. Are you at a certain I'm a, point? I'm a classic what? brusher right now. I'm a classic tongue brusher. Do you ever I, uh, exercise and then see how much never. you sweat and you're like, Jesus, like, I ha- I need to. Never. Right, <laughs> you're actually in the best shape of all of us. <laughs> Uh, but you know, like you see how much you sweat, and you're like, yeah. damn, like what would happen to that if I didn't exercise? Like, right. Where would that, would that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's how I felt. That's how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I have great teeth, 
because like I go out of my way to have them, but mm. fucking it's such a pain in the ass. Right. Flossing is the word. I'm like, what? What do I do with this little piece of string? I'm on the couch. Can I just throw it in the fireplace? You do it on the couch. Why not do it? Like, what the fuck? Why, why are you doing it on yeah. the couch? Do you do it in front of a mirror? Yeah. What do I do with this? I'm at a meeting at work. Right. Yeah. I try to I try to write my name on the I'm mirror with the with the little food. I try to. I'm, yeah, that's, I I'm in up, the shower for up, the same reason. I'm like, yo, this shit is flinging shit everywhere. Not I need a, to what you got to do is paint a bullseye on, on your mirror and try to. <laughs> but Chuck, when you're doing it in the shower, are you looking in the mirror to make sure you're getting everything? Oh, I know I'm getting it all. Oh, he knows. <laughs> one time I was doing it, my wife was like, you missed one. And I was like, like she wasn't like necessarily watching me that closely. I was uh, like, wait, if she's right, I've been She was counting up, the like, spaces. So she knows how many. That's true love right there. She but does, you need a mirror to make space. With me. I don't need a mirror to make sure I hit every space. I might need a right. mirror to make sure I get every speck. Right? Oh. Oh. Spaces and specks. Full dental nudity. Spaces and specks. There it is. I always like episode titles that are deep. Spaces right. and specks is dope. Like so, I don't I don't always listen to Chrome Bill's playbacks like immediately after they happen, but usually it's like late at night, and there are times where I'm like, wait. I'm like an hour in. What the fuck right. was this episode title? Right. Right. And then right. when it finally pays off, my yeah. spaces and specs, right. dental right. nudity. Right. I, I think that's, you know, I, I'd like to get some feedback from our listeners. We're on Twitter, on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud for the time being. Mm. Uh, but, you know, tell us what you think about the titles. You know, should we, should we, should we let an, uh, our, should we let our audience title one app? Like listen to oh, it and then give it. 100%. I love that. How about this? If you email us at chromebills at gmail.com and say, I want the next episode that you do beforehand, yep. before you put it out, yep. we'll send it out to like the first five people to do that, yep. and then we'll pick a title based on their feedback. How I like that. I also think we should be blindfolded and not open, or at least uh, two of us shouldn't know it until halfway in. Just well, well what's, what are the chances? It's not like our wives are going to uh, write it. They never listen. <laughs> I asked... Uh, Nothing, Steve. To be on, to be on the episode tonight, and she was account? like, "She was like, no, no, I really." Was... <laughs> she said, "Definitely not." <laughs> Sorry. I remember your your wife came down into the studio. Mm, I, I love it. it. Mm. Right, this is when when Steve was coming by. Yeah, and uh, we were rocking. Show it started. We were maybe like ten minutes in, and she's like, "Shit, I gotta make sure I get you some headphones so you can hear Chuck." Right, and then she sat down, and then we got another five minutes in, and then just she was actually in the shot for me. She disappeared on yeah. Google Chat, and it was like, Roop. <laughs> she right, goes right. early. Had enough, eh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Well, all right. So, I mean, that's that's what's happening, listeners. You get to name the not this episode. Don't get fucking greedy. Spaces is back. Although, you know, it'd be crazy. Mm. What if we just, we said like such a gem of an episode title next episode that we could do it. That's fun. Then we could revoke that at any time. I guess we could each, we could email it from our individual accounts. And then, I mean, at least by the spirit of the law, that wouldn't be cheating. Send it to C's Mike said. <laughs> right. Send dick email. pics to C's Mike's. <laughs> I never understood the dick pic. Yeah. I guess, I mean, the women were like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a nice one. I'm sure, well, I mean, I'm sure that there's They're not nice, but there can't be a nice one. (laughs) That's not a nice dick. No one's ever replied with like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I could see that, you know, they've been a popular, you know, a segment of women who are like, yeah, I'm into that shit. But the thing is, like, one thing I've learned with sex, you know, like, between a man and a woman is you think so differently. Don't assume what you think is sexy, the other yeah, person should think is sexy. Yeah, you're right. Because, listen, I love a good dick. You know, it doesn't mean... <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, oh, like, let me see that ass. You know, like, I want a picture of it. Like, right. Of course I do. I, I think right. about sex, a uh, uh, tetrabyte a day. You know, a tetrabyte. And, right. So something, something visually stimulating for a manosecond. Oh, Slanging that Girl. dick. I don't need it. Give me, give me a tetrabyte of something extra. Now. <laughs> <laughs> give me a tetrabyte. That's a good episode title. A tetrabyte of something nice. Extra nice. I feel like it runs Ex- a little Extra better. nice. Yes, absolutely. Petrobite is something extra nice. <laughs> I don't care. Extra nice. Let me ask you this. Do it. Do you think uh, a shorter title is better? Like, so it displays fully on iTunes? I'm thinking, like, we should call the next episode Damn. <laughs> or, like, Element. <laughs> it's interesting. Loyal, it is, loyal, just, or no, maybe it would be called DNA? Loyal, loyalty. <laughs> like DNA. He's just Kendrick Lamar, though. <laughs> On my iTunes, it uh Good Kid, Bad Episode. <laughs> Good Kid, Bad Episode. <laughs> We're pretty good about short titles. Money, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What you gonna do? Hold up! Hold up! What else we got? I feel like it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, let's do it. Wrap that shit up, B. And wrap then we'll do up, another B. fifteen minute outro. <laughs> uh, make sure you're checking out Avid Gamblers. Make sure you're buying a Chrome Bills T-shirt. Make sure you're telling a friend. Be a friend of the show. Be a be a hoe for the show. Um. Those- did you guys Those listen? Chrome, Chrome Bill shirts are going to be hard to find. Don't like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're almost out. I'm about to move all of those shirts. You have a fancy football draft? Two weeks I do, and everybody's asking about them. Now, what, what size fellows are we talking about here? Because I think, I think there's a lot of larges in that box. That <laughs> it's actually a good that's, – that's a good demographic is the, is the large demographic. Yeah. There. I got a couple XLs, some XLs mediums, move, but, right. most, but most – yeah, XLs go quick. Right, right. Well, I, it's funny because I don't consider myself uh, like a, like I'm definitely I'm 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 a decent weight for my height. You know what I mean? But I mm. definitely I tried on a large. I was like, who's kidding who, dog? <laughs> that shit ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, what do you rock? You rock a large? I'm rocking an L these days. Yeah, okay, that big, makes sense. Big L, rest in peace. <laughs> Have you ever um, had to uh, up up someone a size when they ordered it online? Like someone you knew well after the like, fact. No, and just, the just when they sent it, they're like, "Yo, let me get an L." And you're like, Ugh. Oh, "Man, I mean, <laughs> I, I see, I've eaten with you, dog." <laughs> I think <laughs> we've hooped before. I think that might be an X. That might be an yeah, X. That's not happened. Uh, I, it's funny because I feel like there's a couple people have been like, "Let me get a double XL," and they know they're right. not ashamed of it. Right. More cushion for the pushing. Mm. I do feel like uh, I wish. I'm so scared to wear that shirt to like dinner, like places where I'm going to eat. I'm so scared of getting stuff on it. You got to live your life, man. You can't live yeah. in fear. You can't stain that up, though. We should get Scotch Guard shirts. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's a little stiff. That's all right. Go to Peter Luger's in it. You have to. You have to accept that fear is the only thing preventing you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. 
I'm going to eat this chili dog and not think about it. Oh, oh. It's like a Will Smith speech. On the other side of fear. Right. <laughs> his happiness. His terror. <laughs> sure. What was that? Why do I know what that speech is? Was that something recent, Chuck? Yeah, and they were like, he was talking about going skydiving. Okay. And how they push you out of the plane on two. They'll be like, all right, we're going to go on three. Right. And then at the three, everybody like grabs the edges of the airplane. So they're like, one, two, huh? <laughs> you're going motherfucker I, was I mean that too you're obviously ready for it have you, you guys been skydiving no and I, I don't I don't think I'll ever go you no? been oh twice dude are you serious I didn't know that two times it's a good two time. times it's, it's fun dude. it's super super fun man what did you like you weren't it's, scared or was that part Hillary. of the rush I mean there was a guy who's done it like a thousand times strapped to my back Give, hey, yo. giving me the business so <laughs> with this cock in my ass i never I feel, felt more i feel like the you know both times like the weather was really it was clear there's no wind it was you know clear blue skies i was like I, it didn't make me nervous at all at what age is this uh, i did it i want to say 28 and 31 Okay. Would you go was, again? Would you go again family. having two kids? Would you go again having two kids? Or that Ooh, would change your mind? Interesting. Better question. Would your wife let you go now that you have two kids? I'll get back to you on that. I want to take actually I I want to take my parents. I would love for really? I would love to go with them. <laughs> How high are you up? Fourteen thousand, I think. Oh my no, god. No, that seems high. 10? That seems way high. Ten? I don't think it's fourteen thousand. I think it's fourteen thousand. Not even sure you can breathe at that height, but I, yeah. I don't know. What I'm talking you just about. added an extra four thousand feet. I think it's like four thousand. I'm gonna Google this right now. I'm let's googling. Let's do it on the show. Is it like uh, when you landed? Did you didn't hurt? You didn't. You didn't hit your ankles no, or anything? A, no, not at all. Uh, How do you land? Feet first. Face yeah. first. Yeah, feet first. <laughs> you gotta lean into it with your nose. All right, skydiving height. Let's see. Twelve twelve thousand. Google. Holler, so I'm wrong. holler at your boy. Split the difference. Okay. I mean, standard jump outs, dude. How much was it? Was it expensive? Uh, I think I want to say it was like around three hundred. Okay, that's I mean, if you were like seventy-five dollars. No. <laughs> How are people not dying all the time? But I feel like the the money has no influence on whether or not I would do it. Right, yeah. but yeah. I, I do. I am encouraged that it costs that much because like. That might be something you decide to do when you're like high or something and you order it online. Yeah. Like a hundred bucks, you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it. And then the next one, you're like, oh, shit. So yeah, out like of that, two weeks later, you're like, I got this Groupon. Right. So, Chuck, out of that um, 12,000 feet, the first 11,000 feet like, goes by Quick. super fast. Oh, my God. Like and it two, does, like, you're 10 just. 10 seconds? Maybe it's 30 seconds. Oh, God. so that's and then and then when they and then when you pull the shoot and then when you pull the shoot, it's like that's when things slow down, and then you've got you know a minute to two minutes cruising around. You can really take Sitting it in, the but the first like when you jump, it's just like ah, <laughs> shoot, and then it's like all right, now we can. But there's enough that you go, holy shit, holy shit, and then you did you sit in the moment for a second while you were going fast as shit and being like. Like terminal velocity, 
where you're just like, yo, I'm fucking moving and it's getting closer, but I got yeah, to, I got it. Yeah. The guy tells you like, all right, do you, how, you know, do you want to get fancy with it? Do you want to do, a, you know, spins? Do you want to, so you can tell him, oh, I just want to chill or not, he can't really chill, but you know, I don't want to go too crazy. But then I think with, with my guy, we did like six somersaults out of the plane and then he was like, all right, we're going left. And then we, you know, you do left for a while and then do right. And then you spin around. So. Wow. Holy shit. I picture Cole. He's like, I just want to get on the ground. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> me, I'm, me, too. me too. I'm yeah. so scared of heights. It's crazy. I, I mean, I actually, I enjoy roller coasters. Well, not anymore with my back, which I may have mentioned before, but, uh, the the idea of being in an environment or a structure where I'm like I have no control so it's not worth freaking out mm. I just feel like I would have so much panic until the actual umbrella open or the, the umbrella <laughs> <laughs> this is Acme skydiving Mary Poppins this is Will Coyote he'll be your but like how much how much are you like it's entirely possible the shoot doesn't open and it's not going to be yeah I mean landing. you're gonna yeah you do have that thought. Ground. Yeah, but you just push through it because you're not a pussy. I mean, I guess it's not that different than being like maybe this plane's gonna crash, maybe this train's gonna crash. Right? It's the I same. Mean, like, it's the same feeling. I actually get more weirded out during flights these days, man. Yeah, I hate flying. I fucking hate flying because you're scared of it. There's always that moment with the turbulence. You're like, oh well, the wing's about to fly off. Like here we go. I just don't trust engineers. Well, really, I don't trust contractors. Mm. Like cutting corners and shit. Yeah, I mean you gotta do a little maintenance. Check, well, check, I don't have check, a check, check, check. I don't have a I don't have check a half an inch screw, but I have a three three eighths of an inch screw. <laughs> and like this flight's gotta take off. And by the way, everyone on that flight would be like, just fix it. <laughs> so like we're just gonna, we're gonna put He's right. this slightly smaller <laughs> screw in, and they're like, yo, and it's you know, and it's Bill who's on his fucking. And then it rattles week. off they're like. They're like, Bill, yo, that shit was in tight. He was like, super tight. And then the plane just flies <laughs> off. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We're all going to die. Good thing you got... Reach under your seat and pull out your umbrella. <laughs> Mary, umbrella. Mary, pop in. <laughs> the, here. the umbrella. <laughs> I, I always used to be able to fall asleep on planes. Like... <laughs> pretty much immediately when I'd get on them and I think it was like I, I read somewhere that like animals that like uh, they just when they get fearful some of them just pretend to be dead yeah and like that they'll like fall even fall asleep yep. I'm like I'm, I wonder if that's what I was able to do I think so it's like this we're all gonna I can I can relate to that you're just like all right right not even with boosts just letting go you put on you some noise canceling headphones and yep. um, I'm yours nature I cannot sleep on place for shit dude. no so you're taking. You said you're taking one. By the time this airs, you'll have taken one and been back, right? Yeah, I've got six flights before the end of the year. Damn. Actually, eight. Actually, Damn. eight. Eight if you count connections. Okay. Okay. You know, you know how many of those I'm excited to go on. <laughs> is this one a direct flight that you're going on? Yeah, this one's a quick. This is down to Raleigh, so it's like okay. an hour in the air. Nice. Yeah, but like an hour of my life. Like we just did a two-hour Chrome Bills. Time flew by. Hour right. on a plane. Right. Actually, it feels like six days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you feel you, that? You feel that? Did you feel do you that? listen to Do you listen to podcasts on the plane? 
No, because I'm always podcast. afraid I'm going to end up listening to a podcast where they start talking about plates crashing and it's going to be too much. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I was going to be like, you should listen to this podcast. We nope. the <laughs> It'll just get to nope. that point. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's another thing. Why, why haven't people figured out how to fly yet? What do you mean? I was just joking. I mean. Like humans actually flying with their arms? No, this would be Cole's like uh, – Millennial, millennial call. I like right. the new character on the show. He's like, millennial the call. fact that they don't have planes without turbulence in 2017 is just bullshit. Right. It's this just is bullshit. Ridiculous. Like, fix it, guys. Make it work. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Is this ice machine not working? I need ice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. We've, we've come a long way. We've got a long ways to go. Am I right or am I right? You're right. You're right. All right. All right. Two hours strong. Two hours strong. Wrap it give up. Her, can we play her. some? Can we play some Ava Gamblers? This is off. Gamblers. Audio oh, yeah. files. What? What's on? Audio here? files. Oh, I want to hear right away. Right away. That's the one song I don't like. Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that hurts. You know, I like anything with the bounce. Bounce. Anytime I can talk about Deshaun Jackson and actually yep. feel good about it, it's healthy for me as a Giants fan. <laughs> An inch deep and a mile wide Couple drinks to tap into the wild side Don't blink or you might miss what's volatile All the while, audio files Collect audio files on terabyte hard drives We move from the physical to digital And you can see all of the critical interviews online Deep in the archive, a dark asylum All enlightened We're trying to find our assignment of alignment to everything that's involved To being Clark Kent or Clark Griswold And with all the database Lay and see a day away Wait and see the other space to congregate and circumvent Been learning since the first day Made to reverberate a world away I ride away, I ride away And ride away, I started writing today I ride away, I ride away And ride away Started writing today, right away, right away, yeah, and right away. I started writing today, I ride away, I ride away, I ride away. I'm the rap Sean Patton, that's a New York nightmare like the Sean Jackson. The impression is long lasting, and you over me sounds like the wrong fraction. Action. Turn it up much louder We pack it in like the trains at rush hour What you're about to see Strength one-tenth of my conscious mind As I rock around Unleashing my peace with no shame Like heading to the draft and skipping the bowl game I'm on my own route and I rode in my own lane It's like Kurt Cobain on Soul Train It was so strange He was playing Purple Rain in a hurricane that's just the way the words arrange. We can circulate some herbal tea and let the verbal reach from here to Myrtle Beach. I ride away, I ride away, yeah, and ride away. I started writing today. I ride away, I ride away, yeah. 
It's dope, man. Thank you. I love the beginning of the second verse. Drop <laughs> rock a rhyme from my conscious mind, and like right into the drums coming back in. Oh, always trying, always trying. I thought you were gonna say you like the New York nightmare, like the Sean Jackson. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> I definitely laughed. I don't think many people know who Sean Patton is, but who is it? Like belligerent comedian. Is he related to Oswald Patton? That's just no, name, right? Pat Oswald. Why was I thinking okay. you were saying Sean Payton, the head coach of the, <laughs> the Saints? Sean Patton is a very funny comedian, but you know you can't count on him to not be like too hammered. Got it. Yeah. So I felt like there was a funny line. I'm the rap Sean Patton. That's a <laughs> New York nightmare, like Deshaun Jackson. That shit's dope. Sean Patton. 